Hello everybody, this is King Kyrie coming at you here, and everyone probably already knows this, but 2023 was one hell of a year. Uh, it's the last day, just a few more hours until New Year, and my brother was here this weekend, and he brought me um, our mom's phone. Um, she passed early this year and I'm holding it. He said, don't delete anything. And of course I wouldn't, uh, there are pictures and things on here, but it also has text message history. And I went back to the beginning and I'm reading the texts. I found out she died, uh, I found out she was sick Christmas of 2022, and so after we got off the phone, she told me, don't worry about it, I'll talk to you later, so the text messages start... I got a new number, uh, December 26th, 2022, at 9.56 a.m. I always got mad at my mom for the way she texted people. There was no, never really no hello or how are you? She'd just get right to the point and she'd say what she wanted to say. So the first text message she sent me on my new number was, I'm making my end of life choices. What do you want? My response was ask Greg and Bryce first, my older brothers. And she said she asked all three of us at the same time. And instead of me, you know, saying, okay, I want this, I want that, I was like, okay, so what are you deciding? She said she's still in early stages. The most human way to die is to just stop dialysis. And I asked her if that's what she wanted or if someone was trying to convince her that was the best route to take. Her response is, no, the doctor said... It's the most painless. And mom, her her mother, my grandmother, screamed when she was told that option. Because my grandmother uh, was a a nurse. And of course she knew, but she didn't think the doctors would tell my mom that. And And me being here, 965 miles away, I mean, I responded, okay, well, let me know what you decide. Because I I can't be the one to tell you what to do. Her response was okay. Later on that day, because she told me what she had, we we talked on the phone. And I ended up um, asking her, you know, what she had. And she told me, so I looked it up. And I asked her, do you have acute myeloid leukemia? And she said, no, she said it's uh, an acute lump. And I asked her what stage. Um, 
she's still waiting for that answer. But she sent me a picture of herself. And she was bleeding from either her ear or something. And I was I was upset. I'm not going to lie. I, I asked her why. I sent her the uh, text message. Why are you sending me a picture of this? And she was like, oh, good morning. And because I love you, I wanted you to know what I was going through. And I responded, have you decided what you're going to do? And she really didn't respond. A couple days later, uh, I sent her a couple of songs because she told me she was afraid to die. I sent her the Billie Eilish song, Everybody Dies. If you ever heard that song, you should probably check it out because people are obsessed with youth and living forever. But the fact of the matter is everyone has to go. And so I sent her that song and she said she really liked it. That was pretty much it for that day. I messaged her later on uh, and I asked, you know, how are you coping? Uh, she said she's doing well and she won't be doing surgery. So she just didn't really respond. She asked, or not asked, she sent me a bunch of old pictures. I like them. But I wasn't doing too well at that time myself. So, um, the next day, she messaged me, asked me what I was doing. Uh, this was December 30th. I told her I was at a friend's house, you know, trying to usher in the new year the best way I could, playing video games and shooting the shit. Then I sent her. Happy New Year, January 1st, same to you, she sent me some more, I sent her more music, and I knew she loved Diana Ross, so I sent her a song that I don't think she'd ever um, heard before, it was, If We Hold On Together, um, Anyone who, well, 90s baby, probably heard uh, The Land Before Time. It's the thing to The Land Before Time. And when I heard that song as a kid, it always stuck with me. So, um, I listened to it as an adult to gather some context, and I sent it to her. And she loved that. We always really bonded over music. And when I told her where it was from, she was like that's a kid's movie why is that song in a kid's movie and I'm like I don't know but it stuck with me and she was she was amazed by that um she asked me on January 3rd you know what I was doing I said recording for my podcast I don't even remember what I was recording at the time but I could probably go back and cross reference um she said cool 
when I get out of the doctors, they want me to go to Chicago to go see a leukemia specialist. And I asked her when. And she said they have to set everything up. And I said, I understand, but do you have a timetable? Do you know how soon this is supposed to happen? And she said, my doctor here has to do a referral to the specialist. And I was annoyed by that because I was like, you should be getting an itinerary or some sort of timetable, like, of a doctor telling you that there's a chance that you could survive. Um, how does that look? Where do you go? And she she didn't um, have a response to that. Looking over some of this, me and her were talking about other inconsequential, you know, fluffy things, avoiding the conversation. She asked me if I was planning on coming back because my birthday's in January, and I told her, yes, I probably wouldn't move back, but um, I would I would come and see her. Um, she said, I would love to spend time with you before. And I sent her um, the crying emoji. Um, Granny wanted me, according to my grandmother called, because um, my mom told me to go speak to her. So uh, I called her. She didn't answer. And she eventually called me back. And she wanted me to come up there, she said, to help move some of my mother's stuff out of the basement. I knew that that was because my brother, grandmother's never really been emotional. Um, that was just her way of saying, come back home. And of course, I already told her I planned to and everything. Because, you know, my birthday, I was going to come up there because we didn't know how fast any of this was going to happen. Um, and my mom again asked me if I could, you know, move back, which is a huge task to do when you don't have you're not financially stable 965 miles away it just it was just not feasible um and so I told her I would try she said when and I don't I, I was honest like I don't know and she said okay that's fine and she told me that one of my cousins who lives in San Antonio said that um she's available that if I really didn't want to move back just to watch her die, of course, I mean, who would? Um, that my cousin was willing to ha- let me move in with her in San Antonio. And I told her, uh, as tempting as that was, moving anywhere without being financially stable, I mean, there's no, no point. And I promised... Um, a friend of mine that I wouldn't hurt myself and I'd never break my promises because my mom was concerned you know she had been listening to a couple of my episodes where I talked about my uh, severe depression and she told me that she wouldn't want that for me obviously and I told her I wouldn't break my promise no matter how hard it was not to and she said I know that life is hard but you just can't give up trust me and when she said that, I got really emotional. I felt 
really mixed emotions because she she kind of gave up on life a long time ago. She had the opportunity to get healthy, to get... It, I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter. But maybe that's what she was talking about because she knew she had given up a while ago and she was just living but not really alive but it's fine January 5th she asked me what I was doing and asked if I called my grandmother back and I told her yes but I couldn't hear her Um, apparently someone had told my grandmother that I was trying to sell my mom's car which is not true and she told me that that was pretty much the just the conversation that she didn't want me to sell my mother's car and I was like that was never going to happen I was like okay dot 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 um and my grandmother again asked me if I was gonna be moving back up there but she was asking my mom to ask me and I'm like and I sent her does she not realize how much money I'll need to move and she was like well talk to her my grandmother's pretty well off but she's really um stingy with her money and I told her absolutely not I'm not going to talk to my grandmother uh, not of a pride thing just my grandmother can be very very vindictive and if she helps you it's never really for you and it becomes a really big problem and my mom knows that and she was like I don't think this time would be that way I just wasn't going to take any op- or take any chances and so my mom asked me how much money would I need to move back and it was it was a lot I was about behind on rent and I couldn't just up and leave so I told her how much and she's like well I don't know how to help you there and I was like mom I wasn't asking for your help and I told her everything will be fine everything will work its way out and she's like okay well you have a problem and I'm like you're telling me lol January 6th um she asked, so are you staying down there longer? And I told her, I don't really have a choice. And I think that that was her breaking point because she said, oh, okay. Um, January 7th, the next day, she's like, are you at work? And I was like, no, not yet. Why? What's up? No response. January 8th, what are you doing? That time I was at work. Why? What's up? No response. Um, so January 9th, I messaged her, no response. January 10th, how are you? That's when she told me she was in hospice. And I was like, when did that happen? How are you in hospice? Uh, she said, yes, at Trail Point, they came to her. And I was like, okay, well, how are you feeling? She's like, she's, I'm okay, I'm just tired. So every day I was doing daily checkups. How are you feeling today? good I'm like that's good tell me whenever you're feeling bad whether it's emotional or physical pain I want to know she's like why it's like because I care about you and your well-being she's like okay thanks so not reaching out to her no response reaching out to her no response um January 18th I said uh 6 42 p.m and how are you feeling today no response I get a call uh, 4 o'clock 
January 19th from her hospice, saying that she had passed throughout the night. The last message that I sent my mom says, and how are you? And there was no response. But I guess that lack of response was a response. Because less than 10 hours later, she was dead. As as much uh, fighting as me and my mom always did. Obviously, it still hurts. 2023 was a very, very miserable year for me. And I want to leave all of that behind. I really, really do. (laughs) Trying to make it in this world. Feeling all alone. Being alone. It's really, really hard. Feeling like a failure I'll be 32 no job and I've worked so hard for everything right now I'm doing this podcast as sort of a journal but I started another one simply because I want people to understand what it's like for an everyday individual who may not be in the same position as them to know that the people behind the cameras just because they laugh and they smile and they talk about things that may sometimes be superficial they are real people with real lives, real feelings real goals and real regrets but I think it's time to leave all of that behind. 2023 is over. 2024 will be that make or break year. I can feel it. Something's going to change. And it's going to be for the better. Either way. This is King Kyrie. First off, apologizing for having such a downer episode as the final episode of 2024 here at the Age of Millennial, but also saying peace out for now and make the rest of this year a wonderful year and let's bring in the new year with a smile. Well, see you in 2024.